Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show. Now, before we do get into the top five stories trending here in Thailand today, don't forget to like this video and do subscribe to the channel if you already have it. And also hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next Thai Expat Daily Show is uploaded onto the platform. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where you will find all the available podcast players and finally if you like the show if you'd like to support the show you can do so by going down to the link down in the description for buymeacoffee.com and you can donate through that link and as always to the people who have supported and continue to support the show thank you very much so now that that is all done and dusted we're going to look at the stories that are definitely trending here in thailand and we're just going to jump into the story that has been doing the rounds for weeks now and that is in relation to thailand and its lack of government formation and prime ministerial candidate election so pua thai are now soliciting coalition support both the Bumjai Thai Party and the Palang Pracharat Party say they will not join a coalition government being formed by the Putai Party if the Move Forward Party remains in the eight-party bloc. Their insistence followed the second-largest vote winner, Puatai Party, attempts to seek support to join the coalition to form the next government after the MFP failed to get its prime minister candidate elected. MFP on Friday announced it would step back, allowing Puatai to take the lead. Puatai, led by its leader, Kalnan Sirkao, on Saturday met three parties, Bumjai Thai, Chat Prakanala and the United Thai Nation at Puatai headquarters. Dr. Chalan said that the condition, excluding MFT from the eight-party coalition, might lead to a dead end in the party's efforts to secure support unless the MFT voluntarily agreed to break away from the eight-party alliance and join the opposition. He insisted that this wasn't an indirect way of telling the MFP to leave the bloc and become an opposition party instead. The next meeting of the eight-party alliance is set for Monday. Puatai now needs to speed up talks with all potential partners and senators, he said. In response to Puatai's invitation to talks, Bumjai Thai leader Anutan Sharvakul said his condition regarding the MFP was nothing personal. It's impossible for Bumjai Thai to get involved while the MFP still is a part of the coalition. It isn't about a personal conflict or anything personal, but rather because the MFP has a far different way of working from that of Bumjai Thai, said Mr. Anatan. He said he expects Dr. Chalnan to contemplate this limit on Bumjai Thai's help, and when Pu Thai can find a way to overcome this obstacle, Bumjai Thai will be ready to work with Pu Thai. According to a Puatai source, the party now aims to gather the support of about 300 MPs, excluding MFP MPs, to vote for Sirata Tavisin, a Puatai prime ministerial candidate who will be nominated for the job in a vote set for Thursday. More support is expected to come from Bumjai Thai, PPRP, the Charata Patana party and some other small and micro parties, said the source. Deputy Prime Minister Prawat Wangsuwan, also leader of the PPRP, won't take up any cabinet position but will allow his party to support the Puatai-led formation of the new government, the source said. This side switching may prompt protests by MFP supporters but the opposition is unlikely to be powerful enough, observers say. The Putai party will try to point out that if it fails this mission, power will return to the hands of General Prayat Chanacha, the caretaker prime minister again. 
A source close to the PPRP confirmed on Saturday the party has had talks with Puatai in which it insisted it would agree to work with Puatai only if the MFT was no longer part of the coalition being formed. There seems to be a lot of backstabbing now going on by the Puatai party, certainly people you couldn't trust if you're within the Move Forward Party alliance at the moment. It is very strange that Pua Thai would even consider going into government with the PPRP and Bumjai Thai. Let's be honest now, the PPRP are basically the political wing of the coup makers. So you're going into power, you're offering your handout so you can go into power with people who basically despise you, who have systematically ensured that your party leaders in uh, Yingluk Shinawatra and Taksin were basically exiled from the country, who have basically, you've pulled off a coup every time they've been in power and you've ensured that they haven't been able to rule for nearly the last 10 years and you believe these are the people you should go into government. Nobody can be that desperate for a little bit of power that they would get into bed with people that they openly have despised. I'm not though as surprised as some may think because I think this is the way Thai politics are. Nobody really cares about what the public think. Nobody really cares about the election results. They only care about themselves getting into government and making as much money as they physically can during their four years in power. When you hear the likes of Anatan Sharvakul say we couldn't work with the Move Forward Party because of the way they work. In other words, they want to be transparent and non-corrupt versus what these other parties who are in there to ensure that they're not transparent and as corrupt as possible. I mean, I just read recently that the Many of the workers from the public health department said they do not want to work under Sharif Akul ever again in the public health because he was absolutely terrible. He had no knowledge of the Thai public health system. And remember, this guy is a former, or still is, a construction magnet. That's what he is. His, his, his main focus of business, where all his money come, is from running construction companies. So how on earth would he be ever qualified to run the Ministry of Public Health. And you have to ask yourself how people like this are getting into positions of power. It's all about money at the end of the day. And this is the poor Thai, you know, trying to muscle their way in so they can get a bit of power and feed off the trough that they haven't been on for the last 10 years. Now, in saying that, I read recently that PETA, not yet recently, on Friday, said they will not leave the block, that they're determined to stay within it. So, I mean, the only way for them to leave at this point is if they get kicked out and then that will play a significant role on Putai's popularity from this point on. They're saying that they don't have the support to protest. I don't believe that's true. I think people will go out there and I think there's a lot of people within the Putai party who will be very, and supporters, who would be very, very disappointed to think that they're contemplating going into power with the PPRP whose leader is a coup maker. So that's where it is at the moment. We're going to have to just keep an eye on it, see what happens. I think next week is going to be very, very interesting. But nevertheless, we'll bring it to you as it hits the news over the next couple of days. So let's move along to another story that has been doing the rounds. And biker club leader arrested after the German man's murder. And we brought you the story last week and a couple. And this is another update on it. Police arrested four foreign suspects, including the leader of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club in Patia in a raid connected to a club member's alleged murder of Hans-Peter Walter Mack, a German property broker in Nongpru district. Deputy National Police Chief General Surachat Hakparn said Provincial Police Region 2 and Chonbury Police Provincial Police expanded their investigation of the motorcycle gang and found it had members of various nationalities, reported the Bangkok Post. The gang has been involved in some illegal businesses, including drugs and human trafficking, he alleged. The crackdown stems from investigations into Max murder on June 4th, in which police later arrested German national Olaf Brinkman, 52, a member of the Outlaws Motorcycle Club, and three other suspects. 
Acting on the tip-off, police launched a crackdown on eight premises on Friday to arrest the gang's leader, Mr. Thomas, an Austrian national. During the raid, police arrested Mr. Thomas at a house in Tambon Nong Pru as he was packing in preparation to flee the country. Police confiscated his Harley-Davidson motorcycle and other evidence. Police said Mr. Thomas admitted he was the gang's leader but quit after learning of Mac's murder. Police ran a background check and found that the suspect had an arrest warrant out for fraud and inputting false information into a computer system. Mr. Thomas was sent to Patia Police Station for further legal action. Police also arrested another gang member identified as Danny, a German national in a house in also in Nong Pru. The suspect was also tested positive for illicit drug use. Police also confiscated his Kawasaki Z900 motorcycle. Police likewise arrested Daniel, an American national, and Theodore, a Swiss national, at other locations. Their visas were revoked after Chambury Immigration and Investigation Immigration Division 3 found that two suspects violated the Immigration Act of 1979. Police confiscated their four motorcycles during the raid. Police Major General Surachat said police would expand their investigation into the Outlaws Motorcycle Club and other criminal gangs that have committed offences in the kingdom. So it seems that these guys are well known for committing fraud or crime here in Thailand, but yet continue to be allowed to work here. Two of them uh, illegally here under the Immigration Act. It makes you wonder exactly how the police force even vet people anymore. They seem to have no idea who's coming into the country. They seem to have no idea what's going on in the country. Or, sorry, in this case, they do know what's going on, but have done nothing about it. And continue to just, you know, pretend that... You know, life goes on and we can have as many foreigners here in this country committing crimes as possible. For the people that do live here who who never commit crime, I think this is always a, a stain on us. We come to the country, we try to give a bit more to the country. And, you know, every time we're doing better, you have people like this who are in the country who are doing the complete opposite. And obviously people like this should not be in this country. And when you run a background check, you find out that this guy is wanted for this, that and the other. Why wasn't it done when he was applying for his visa and whatnot? But nevertheless, I I would like to see things tightened up here in this country and people under a bit more of a microscope when they're coming here. Especially people that they seem to know are already committing crime in the country. Anyway, we'll move on. Officials use envoys meeting to highlight law-breaking foreigners. Now, the theme of today's show and the news over the last few days is all about foreigners breaking the law. A special meeting with consuls and honorary consuls from across the island of Phuket was held yesterday to discuss a range of issues, with Thai officials focusing on foreigners committing crimes on the island. Countries represented at the meeting included Australia, the UK, Israel, Russia, Chile, Germany, France, Nepal, Mexico, South Korea, Estonia, Spain, Switzerland, Norway and Luxembourg. Phuket Vice Governor Amnui Pinsuan said that the Phuket has a large number of tourists, so asking tourists to follow the rules is important for a happy coexistence between local people and tourists, said an official report of the meeting. To that end, Phuket Immigration proposed security measures so that foreigners in Phuket would strictly comply with regulations and legal actions in order to boost security in terms of crime and drugs, said the report, which made no mention of the current campaign by local police to specifically target and arrest foreigners found working illegally. At the meeting, it was pointed out that there are currently 28,614 foreigners living in Phuket, and since January, 565 foreigners stood accused of committing crimes. The report did not give any breakdown of the type of crimes foreigners were arrested for committing. Phuket Immigration Police Chief Colonel Tanet said that the ongoing white accommodation project for foreigners in Phuket, which also targets 
ties found harboring foreigners wanted for criminal activity or ties found not reporting foreigners staying at their rented accommodation was a model for the country. From June 1st to the 30th, 248,000 tourists arrived in Phuket, but 334,000 tourists were reported as staying at guest accommodation, including rented properties during the period Colonel Tanet reported. This creates confidence in taking care of tourism safety for tourists, he said, according to the official report. Now, the head of the police division at the Phuket Land Transport Office explained what efforts were underway to organize cars and motorbike rental operators in the area, namely the campaign to urge car and motorbike rental operators to not rent vehicles out to tourists who do not have the correct license and to at least check the tourists can ride a motorcycle before renting out to them. He also asked the consular representatives for cooperation by sharing the same information with tourists coming to Phuket. To rent a vehicle, foreigners must have a driver's license and strictly follow the traffic rules to reduce and prevent accidents, he said. As understood by experienced tourists to Phuket, common practice for years has been for cars and motorcycles to be rented out to tourists without the correct license, only for police to find a tourist for operating a vehicle with the correct license. Inexperienced motorcycle riders suffer worse, usually through road accidents. So again, a bit more about the police seem to, or the immigration seem to love having these meetings with consuls. I'm not quite sure how they would even work. I'm not quite sure how talking to honorary consuls on an island will help the situation because, I mean, these guys have very little power in, in truth. And they certainly aren't in contact with the majority of their countrymen who come to visit Thailand, whether you're a tourist or an expat. So it does seem a little ridiculous to call them in to be telling them all this information and asking them to pass it on to their citizens how are they going to do that i mean let's be honest most people don't check the website of the country that you're visiting your country's embassy's website most people don't do that so i mean i don't know what they're expecting is going to happen but that we're doing something you know look at us we're having meetings uh we're really taking it seriously i mean the last meeting they had they discussed that phuket was implementing the 100 percent helmet rule you know everybody must wear a helmet and interestingly enough last weekend i was at a very quiet intersection in phuket sitting at the traffic light for about two minutes and i counted 56 people who passed by at a junction with no helmet on so obviously a lot of these regulations a lot of these campaigns are just nonsense they're only they're only campaign by name only but certainly not by implementation at all but nevertheless if you live in phuket what is your experience of driving here if you are a foreigner do you consult your honorary consul's website to find out the latest news on what you shouldn't be or what you should or shouldn't be doing i'd love to see those comments down below in the comment section now a very bizarre incident that took place yesterday police tase foreigner to stop rampage on parked cars a foreign man was tased by police to stop his rampage on cars parked at a convenience store near where he was staying before being taken to Vashira Hospital yesterday. Vishit police were called to the scene behind the Central Floresta department store at about 4.20pm. More than 10 officers arrived to find the man climbing over the cars parked in front of the store, repeatedly striking and slashing at them with a drink opener, causing damage to the vehicle. Police sealed off the area and formed ranks with shields and taser prods in the hope of containing the man, wherever the man instead charged at the police drink opener in hand. Officers seized the opportunity to tase the man, unnamed in police reports, in order to take him into custody. He was taken to the uh, Vishira Phuket Hospital for care. Police said that their preliminary investigation revealed that the man's rampage began in his room at a condo complex nearby. The man had caused extensive damage to his room. Police have yet to clarify what may have prompted or caused the man's frantic episode. And uh, if you or anyone else is in need of emotional support 
and counselling, please contact the Samaritans of Thailand at the 24-hour hotline 02-113-6789 and that's in English and Thai or the Thai Mental Health Hotline which actually is only in Thai but the number is 1323. And finally, immigration officers transferred after providing VIP escort to Chinese Star. The Immigration Police Bureau has ordered the transfer of nine immigration officers from Swanapum Airport after they were seen in viral video clips escorting Chinese superstar Jackson Wang. The transfers was ordered after the Bureau received complaints from other passengers using the airport at the time Wang arrived, saying that Wang obtained special treatment and police protection while they had to spend more time waiting for services at the immigration counters as a direct result of Wang's arrival and protection. In the viral video, hundreds of fans were seen waiting for him on the airport's second floor balcony. When he walked through the departure lounge under heavy police protection, his fans cheered. He stopped to Y several times, which was greeted by more cheers. Hong Kong-born Wang arrived in Bangkok on Tuesday to attend an event and accompanying him that this time were his parents. Many social media platforms showed Wang and his parents enjoying a popular barbecue buffet known locally as Mukata. Many Thais appreciated that Wang chose Bangkok for a vacation with his parents. And I'm sure they very much appreciate that, but is it the immigration's job to be escorting people through the airport. By the way, if that's nine immigration officers doing that, does that mean there's nine boots at Swanaboom Airport unmanned during this period and time? And I think this is, by the way, these were transferred to just lower positions. They weren't actually, you know, sent to, what do they call it, Um, demoted to the uh, special office where they do nothing for months. They were actually just sent to a smaller office where they'll continue their jobs. But it does seem that Thailand gets caught up in this VIP thing and everybody else around them then doesn't matter. The point is Swanapum Airport is an international airport, is the gateway to Thailand and the gateway to Thailand should be the first thing, the welcoming should be there. There should be no huge queues and there should be immigration on every booth making sure that the queues of people wanting to get into the country are dealt with quickly. In this case, nine immigration officers decide to head off to give this guy a little bit of a VIP tour, not even through immigration by the way. This is after they get out of immigration onto the depart- or the arrivals lounge and out onto the public. So it does seem like these guys and somebody obviously is given them the order to do this and this what this article doesn't say they didn't just decide to do it by themselves they obviously got an order from somebody to do it and you know a bit more information would have been great from Thai PBS to find out who's the person who did order them to give this VIP escort through the airport but that is it for today hope you enjoyed the five stories that we brought to you delighted as always that you're able to tune in with us and don't forget to like this video as always. Have a great day and we'll talk to you in the next couple of days. Stay safe out there and thanks again. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show and we will see you next time.